0: I just want to take the time to remind you that the elections are coming up in November 3rd and that you need a voting plan in place. Have you registered to vote? Do you have a plan? Have you told your friends and family to register? You know, you can go to IWillVote.com to get all of that done in a matter of minutes. You can check your registration status check your polling place. You can see your voting registration deadlines according to state. You know, it's really easy. You can also get go to votesaveamerica.com. They have so many incredible resources. And you can actually sign up to adopt a state, which is so crucial in these elections right now. We're trying to flip the Senate. We're trying to get a psychopathic, narcissistic maniac out of the White House, which is like, you know, I'm sure not the first narcissistic psychopath to be in the White House. But this one is actually really causing an existential threat to all of us. And not to mention that if you're Puerto Rican, Latino, black, a person of color in the country, this administration hates you. I'm sorry, but they freaking hate you. They don't want to help you and they are never going to help you. So you know what? We really have to vote them out. You are listening to Porique, a podcast about Puerto Rico and Puerto Rican stories. I'm your host, Caroline Gomez. You know, like there's a great myth surrounding what happens to good like small town kids that go to La Iupi, It's kind of like what ha- would happen to someone, I don't know, from Wyoming moves to New York City or something like that. San Juan is like a big capital city, like a metropolis, right? And there is so much, I feel like there's such a fear that has been perpetuated, a fear towards cities, because that's really like such a concentration of people and a blend of ideas and all of that, right? So like, there's really the mythology of like, if you go to Río Piedras to study and you're, like, from the West Coast or, like, a smaller town or, like, a rural place, you know, like, you're going to go there and everyone's afraid that you're going to turn into a, a revoltoso, a barbu, like a, like a hairy revolutionary, I'm always going to favor going on, like, strikes kind of person because, like, you know, the University of Puerto Rico really has been the biggest cultural legacy that we have had as an island. And, it, you know, it is the place where so many puerto ricans go learn about critical thinking for the first time and i think that there is like a really like a really big fear that is kind of perpetuated against smaller towns that don't necessarily have you know access to that kind of like education and it's, it's it's tragic right like the way that we get our news and our information from local TVs, you know, like there's such a high poverty rate in Puerto Rico. So not everyone has cable TV or not, let alone internet. But, you know, like a lot, you can buy an antenna in Pitosa. Is Pitusa still a thing? I don't know. Please holler at me. Um, You can buy an antenna in Pitosa and get like the local TV, which includes like WAPA TV. And, you know, with one of those things, like the news that we get in towns has been <laughs> dominated, you know. By a puppet. Okay? Are you with me right now? Like I was saying, buy a puppet. Honestly, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I don't remember a time, you know, when Lagomai wasn't a thing on our TVs. But I had to go on a quick Wikipedia, like Guys, I'm going to refer to Wikipedia a lot because it's a way to get, like, simple, easily, easy to fact check information that is easily digestible that I could just forward along. Like, I am such a freak for fact checking myself and fact checking everything. You know, like, I have suffered from so much imposter syndrome that I feel like I have to go above and beyond to fact check literally every single thought that I have. When in reality, my experience should be validating enough, you know? Going back to Lacomai. Like, oh so apparently Lacomai like, oh came onto the screens in January 24, 2000. So I guess like, you know, Y2K happened, Millennium happened, and then suddenly the news in Puerto Rico, a uh, doll just had a coup, and that is the way we were going to get our news and our gossip tied together and our sensationalist press, and that is what happened. What had happened was, no wonder, I really had to go check a little bit more about La Comay because it didn't make sense for me that it was like 2000. I'm like, I feel like I have been seeing her for a lot longer. And that's because el muñeco es la muñeca estaba en el show de las 12. I remember watching a show de las 12 in casa de mi abuela. Every summer, every summer where I would be off from school and my mom had to work and my grandma took care of me, it was a show de la Doce. I remember those conte- contests from the chocolate, the live performances. And that's where, apparently in 1995, is that La Muñeca, La Comay, started to come to, come to the forefront. Um, so La Comay appeared on Telemundo I think it was, and then it moved to Wapa TV in 2000, so where it would be like a whole show on its own. And for 13 years, that's a teenager's life. You know, that is so many ups and downs, casi tres cuatroenio, so three changes of administration in Puerto Rico, pretty much. And it became like where it became the most watched television show in Puerto Rico, according to the ratings, okay? so we're getting our news the most watched program in puerto rico for 13 years has been gossip and news coming from a man that is puppeteering a doll that likes to gossip and talk trash you know for all intents and purposes like that sounds kind of lit right like i i don't know we've had like i i love little pound cake you know like a little pound cake from alaska thunderfuck fame Wanted to give me the news a little bit there, or like tell me how to defeat Trump. I would listen to her, right? Like that makes kind of sense. It makes sense. Like we want to, as a people, we like to disconnect. We like gossip. It feeds our life. Like it validates our existences almost. And it's a way that we connect, right? I feel like that goes for a lot of like Latin American cultures as well. Like we love it, G-me. pero <laughs> And its message has been incredibly, like, damaging for our people when you, the only information and the only, like, reading or research you do is, like, looking at your TV, a doll talking at you and reading possibly, like, the captions on the show. Like, things are about to go down. And uh, La Comay was actually, it was running for 13 years and, like, prominent political figures, like people on this island at least validated the presence of this doll on the island and gave it like exclusives and all of that like there was such a collaboration i think from like the damaging culture of the elites ruling in puerto rico the elite ruling class that is manifested through this program and how it has affected people on the island It has been really frustrating. I remember in 2013 when boycotts were called because La Comaín used the senseless like slaying of this publicist in Puerto Rico and they used the airtime and knowing they had the eyes of all Puerto Ricans on the island, they used that airtime to allude to homosexuality being a factor in why he got killed and almost like excusing it like what were that what was that person doing at night with these people what were they doing as if like they were asking to get killed because of who they were so that I remember was really upsetting and traumatizing especially like you know coming from a friend group in Puerto Rico that is mostly gay men on the island that have struggled so much navigating the machismo that exists on the island especially like with their own families it was really freaking painful and there was a boycott I remembered I was in law school and I remember the boycotts and when suddenly like the brands started to like cut ties with like oh my, cut like just kind of like be like no we're gonna listen to the people. And I remember feeling like that was so amazing and beautiful. And you know, like you cut the head out of a beast and like three more will grow back. But for a moment, it felt really hopeful. And then it was again in, bring it back to 2018, our collective baby, our little, um, I call him the little cousin that all Puerto Ricans have. I took that joke from a friend, a black friend from Chicago, who said that Chance the Rapper was her little cousin. And you know what? Like, it'd be like that sometimes. So, like, in 2018, Bad Bunny and his team actually used OMI for a concert that he was hosting in Puerto Rico. And he brought back OMI from obscurity as a—I still think it's a brilliant tactic— to appeal to the Puerto Rican consciousness, and it, it was lit when it happened. But after that happened, La Comay came back again. So it found a new home, on Mega TV Puerto Rico, a channel that is owned and operated in San Juan. It was in October 9, when La Comay and Hector Travieso, who was like her sidekick host, also, like, a super skeezy guy. Like, just a disgusting human being, honestly. Like, fuck that guy. Um, So they announced a 2019 cur- concert day for Bad Bunny. Like I was saying, our baby, we love you. Um, Also, I want to shout out a recent profile that was done bad bunny and new york times magazine i think it was by puerto rican artists and writers it's one of the best pieces of musical journalism i've read like i you know like i'm not like a snob like that i don't know like different profiles but i always just like some of them really stick with me one of them was a rolling stone profile that was done of kendrick lamar in 2015 i remember crying to that profile just like Feeling like I really got an insight into, you know, like what it must have been like for this black boy to grow up in Compton writing poetry and experiencing violence and, like, how he broke through. And, like, this profile on Bad Bunny, that was actually done by Karina Del Valle. I actually shot it out at her on Twitter so many times because I, I... It really moved me. It's such a beautiful piece. I really recommend for like ev- anyone to read it because it talks about our history as people. It talks about so many of the beautiful things that make us Puerto Rican. Like it is like our Puerto Rican Spanish, which is such a like peculiar. Like it is such a like a music, like a like a musical note almost. Like I know that anytime I walk around New York City, and I estamos español espláyado if there's a Puerto Rican around, they will freaking hear that like a warm spell and they will reach out to me and be like, hey, you're you're Puerto Rican, right? And I'm like, hell yeah, I am, you know? One of the most beautiful things, like, honestly, like, take a pause if you want. Go read that. It's so pretty. Like, you're going to feel so empowered. And that's, like, that's one of the main things too. I feel like, I'm <sighs> going back to that go right. Right? Like, so it came back, right? It came back and. And it was like in March 2019 that actually, like, my was extended to audiences in Florida. You know, like, Puerto Ricans that moved to Florida as if they need. Like, I know that it's a link to the island, but like, they're already being attacked by One American News, which do your research. It's a crazy network that pushes right wing propaganda on. Also, I'm like, especially on Latinos and Puerto Ricans and people of color. Like, it's crazy because they're white supremacists, guys. Okay? Like, they don't even care about poor white people. If you're a poor white person or you know poor white people, please let them know. They're also not the target demographic for the benefits that government is supposed to provide to people. But whatever. Okay? Anyways, I have an article here from Latino Rebels from June 14, 2020. That says after mocking prominent black Puerto Rican woman calls to cancel La Coma in return. So, what had happened back in the summer is that the puppet freaking ridiculed Ana Irma Rivera Lacen, who's a black Puerto Rican woman, who was the head of Puerto Rico's Bar Association from 2012 to 2014. You know, like she's a lawyer and then she's heading the bar. I'm a freaking lawyer. I haven't passed apart. It's hard yet, especially if you're like, have so many like traumatizing issues about like self-worth, you know, which I'm not going to get into, but like maybe in another platform, right? So like she was like, she's an incredible woman. and uh, Like I know she's openly, she's a lesbian. She is also like a candidate for Movimiento de Victoria Ciudadana, like a senatorial candidate, a spokesperson, like, she's very renowned in puerto rico and then god it is honestly like that is how you see white supremacy manifesting itself in puerto rican politics too when a political attacked on a candidate of opposition and non-like you know like governing party like what they do is like the racism the racist attack the the homophobic attack as well you know like this is a show where like Many of the white male cis candidates have, like, appeared on and, like, laughed with the doll. <laughs> you know, like, they have really kind of, like, engaged with it. And the clip that was called out in June actually showed the freaking puppet. Porque es una puppet know, nada más. Eh, mocking this woman, mocking Rivera Lacen, for her accent and acting like she was a Black servant. Talking to her white master, her white Movimiento Victoria Ciudadana counterpart. And honestly, I'm gonna read the excerpt that Latino Rebels released of it. You know, like it says, this is a rough translation of what La Comay character, Voice Maddie Santa Rosa, said while sidekick Rocky the Kid laughed along with other laugh track clips. Now, attorney Ana Rivera Lassen will go to Alexandra Lugaro and will say, in a very pronounced black servant accent, that is a combination of gibberish and some slang, my boss lady, boss lady, look, I, you are here, listen, my friend, and then laughter, but you know, my friend, my girl, my girl, go to sleep, my little girl, go to sleep, as if Lugaro was a little child and Rivera Lassen was the help. That's crazy fucked up I hadn't even read this I don't think like you know like COVID has been freaking crazy I'm in New York I'm scared I'm trying to like balance a family life and then like I'm just reading this right now like this is my actual wow (laughs) so that happened right after the George Floyd protests um after the many senseless killings of black bodies in the United States and here we have um kind of like the white elite of puerto rico really pushing forth a racist message against a black woman candidate of a political party in puerto rico that is running for senator to you know like create and enforce laws in puerto rico and here they launched an attack and then we have like mega tv pr being like oh, we are so allies of the black community. We are writers, our people, our, our co-workers, our audience are like the bus, And you know, like it's, it's trash. And then now, once again, in October then, like, Again, calls to boycott La Comay are being held by activist groups on the island. And, okay, so there's a trigger warning here. It might be triggering because it is about the sexualization of a young girl. And I don't know your experiences, but if you want to, like, skip ahead, um, I think, like, maybe a couple minutes should be enough. What happened was that Cobo Santa Rosa, La Comay, and their team, SBS, and everything, so they, like, ran... I haven't watched the video yet but um, some of the messages from one of the activist groups in Puerto Rico La Colectiva Feminista it explained that La Comay used a photo of the daughter of Alexandra Lugaro who is running for governor under the Movimiento Victoria Ciudadana platform. So they used that image to sexualize the kid to speak against the candidate and to really just caused a lot of damage to the family it showed manuel Nadal, who is the kid's stepfather husband to alexandra lugaro who is also running for office in puerto rico he's running for the mayor of san juan so they use an image of the girl spending time with her stepfather and i've seen on the mediums that that image was actually taken from a video that they specifically used to highlight and create a false narrative where they inferred that Manuel Nadal was being disrespectful or almost like... They alluded to pedophilia in the show. Um, It is so appalling and disgusting that just because you're so afraid of a change of power and administration on the island that you will go to the lengths... As to discredit what so far has been shown to be a good man who cares about people and speaks against injustices as a politician on the island and take a child, a young girl when there is a crisis in Puerto Rico where women are being hurt and killed and mutilated left and right because of freaking machismo. You know, like it's so disgusting and it is so appalling. It is unacceptable. It's borderline criminal, honestly. Like, you're trying to create a pedophilia narrative, a sexual assault narrative, and it is so damaging to the consciousness of this kid. Like, it is disgusting. So now organizations on the island are calling for a boycott of this fucking disgusting doll. Like, change your freaking wig, honestly. Like, I am so... Like, we are so done with the BS. You know, like people I think like the elites in Puerto Rico were counting with the migration of talent and the brain drain on the island but you know what like these protests and what's been happening and over the last couple of years in Puerto Rico y la del no se deja, it is really proving it is proving to you guys that in Puerto Rico there's still freaking talent there's fire there's passion and you know what there are kids and there's people and there's young adults and there's just different groups willing to fight for their dignity so you know what like in a moment where we are three weeks away from a general election here in the u.s but there in puerto rico like what you have to realize is that the bipartisanship on the island has been so toxic at perpetuating machismo at perpetuating toxic behaviors and we are saying no more no more to this and honestly one of the best campaigns that i've seen come out of this whole experience it has been i call to denounce that go my to the fcc you know so what you can do you can go file a complaint at consumercomplaints.fcc.gov. And you could go to TV and fill out a complaint against this freaking program. Like, we are so, you know, like, we're so tired. I wish, like, so many people didn't have to leave the island in search of greener pastures. Puerto Rico is tan I mean, personally, I would have probably always left because it felt really... Is suffocating for me because of so many things in my life, but there are so many Puerto Ricans that leave the island in search of greener pastures, come to the United States. They don't know English. They don't know their communities. You know, like some of them return, some of them stay, trying to work it out. And honestly, like so many dream of going back and. This is part of the problem. This is part of the reasons why so many of us can't go back to the island. It is toxic. It is terrifying. It is draining to keep fighting. But all I'm trying to say is like, if you are in Puerto Rico, if you are on the quote-unquote mainline in the United States, but you're still voting in Puerto Rico, you know, take a moment to also figure out like how you're going to place that vote you know like i went on this big tangent talking about like oh and the damaging effects of it like it's it's disgusting but we have to realize that these programs what we see on tv what we do in our spare time after working how we disconnect like it has so much effect in our culture and like oh has been such a toxic aspect of puerto rican culture for so long we don't freaking need it. We don't need you, go Santa Rosa. We don't freaking need you, go Rocky the Kid. Who the fuck are you? You're just stealing memes off of people and then pretending like you're an asshole and you're an idiot, to be honest. If you weren't famous, I fear for the women on the island. Like, you're disgusting, appalling, okay? So, like, we're talking about status. We're talking about statehood while we are still freaking in the company of the two most toxic political parties known to the island come on like they're just i don't freaking know honestly like while i do believe that the decolonization of puerto rico is important i don't believe that this referendum the status referendum in november is actually any kind of real mechanism for change in puerto rico if it's led to by the Bay administration, by the Bay party, which has been so toxic for culture. It has been, you know, like they attack women constantly. Like I'm saying Carmen Dooling is perfect, but the narrative that they instilled against her on the island, absolutely disgusting. It's so, it's so appalling. And I don't think that this... Referendum is done with good intentions. I think it really was a a way to distract from the mishandling of the pandemic or the earthquakes and the and los suministros that they found. You know, like the packages of aid and help that they found hiding in like um and warehouses in Puerto Rico that were not distributed to people in need. You know, like they have failed us time and time again. So like after two hurricanes in twenty seventeen. Months without electricity, without water, people that have died like drinking dirty water 4,645 Puerto Ricans after Hurricane Maria, you know, like Ricky Renuncia, a la manifestacion del 2019, la gran huelga del 2017. We have, um, we're not there yet, <laughs> you know, like we're not there until we get rid and clean house of the bipartisan political parties on the island that have been the enablers for programs like la to exist in puerto rico that is so toxic and damaging that insists on not instilling perspectiva de género in schools you know like gender perspective to teach people about respect to teach to teach students and kids about how to better relate with each other and learn to respect others like they don't even want that you know like honestly i really want to encourage all of you to just vote no on this referendum vote no because honestly they already wasted millions of dollars of your dollars they wasted your time and you know what it's nothing's gonna come of this right now nothing's gonna come of this and what for what so you can pick statehood without really knowing what that means you know like do we even know that we would get to keep or like our language can there be a state with where the official languages are spanish and english like really really misinformation is such a big freaking problem on the island like i am so over it and we are all over it there are calls you know like (sighs) there are calls there's gonna be manifestations even bad bunny spoke against like but you know Like, we have to be doing more. We have to be doing more to counteract the lack of critical thinking that Puerto Rican TV has had as an effect in Puerto Ricans, you know? It's a freaking lot, you know? It is so crazy to be, like... Oh, I don't know if Trump is going to win. This freaking doll in Puerto Rico is ruining minds everywhere. It's exhausting. And honestly, I really encourage all of you guys that are listening to talk to your friends, family members, co-workers, anyone that you can really come across and and just kind of try to like connect with them and like speak to them on narratives that might break through to them. Because we really do have to, you know, fucking kill and bury like on oh my forever like good riddance Puerto Rico doesn't need that anymore and get rid of lo pepe pnp all those like tragic white cis head elites that are running for office in Puerto Rico that are really trying to destroy lives and they don't care because they just want power and to keep like you know they keep the corruption going and keep feeding themselves and their friends and travel and just you know like it's easily easy to it's easy to research. It's really easy to research and honestly I think we have a really beautiful and big moment ahead of us as people. This really is one of the most important elections of our lifetimes. <sighs> I just we need a fucking break, you know. We need a chance. We need a chance. Ugh, I'm over it. Honestly, like Get this freaking doll out of air, please. God. Okay. Hashtag apagar el micrófono. Okay. That's it for our show this week. If you would like to write to us or send us a voice note, please email us at bq at Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Facebook, and Instagram at Boriquepod. For exclusive content, please check out our website, boriquepod.com. Okay, bye!